Chapter Thirteen of the Little Colonel's Hero. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Ogre, read by Algy Pug. The Witch, read by Esther. The Princess Winsome, performed by Liberty Stump. The King, read by Lars Rolander. Godmother, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Queen, read by Bev Stevens. Night, read by Max Scherlinger. Morning Glory, read by Lucy Perry. Pansy, read by Maria Therese. Rose, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Forget Me Not, read by Avaii. Poppy, read by Ellie. Daisy, read by Christine G. Titania, read by Susanna. Prince Hero, read by Todd. The Little Colonel's Hero by Annie Fellows Johnston, Chapter Thirteen. The Rescue of the Princess Winsome, an Entertainment for the Benefit of the Red Cross. Characters: King Rob Moore, Queen Alison Walton, Prince Hero Keith McIntyre, Princess Winsome Lloyd Sherman, Knight Malcolm McIntyre, Augur joe clark witch kitty walton godmother elizabeth lloyd lewis frog eye fearsome ranald walton titania elise walton bewitched prince hero the red cross dog chorus of fairies flower messengers morning glory pansy rose forget-me-not poppy daisy Act One, Scene One, in the Witch's Orchard, Frog Eye Fearsome drags the captive prince and princess to the Ogre's Tower. At Ogre's command, which brews spell to change Prince Hero into a dog. Scene Two, in front of Witch's Orchard, King and Queen bewail their loss. The godmother of princess promises aid. The knight starts in quest of the south wind's silver flute, with which to summon the fairies to his help. Act Two, Scene One, In the Tower Room, Princess Winsome and Hero, Godmother brings spinning wheel on which Princess is to spin love's golden thread that shall rescue her brother. Dove comes with letter from Knight, flower messengers in turn report his progress, Counting the daisy petals, the princess learns that her true knight has found the flute. Act Three, Scene One, in Witch's Orchard, Knight returns from quest, blows the flute, and summons Titania and her train. They bind the augur and witch in the golden thread the princess spun. Knight demands the spell that binds the prince, and plucks the seven golden plums from the silver apple tree prince becomes a prince again and king gives the knight the hand of the princess and half of his kingdom chorus of fairies act one scene one which bends over fire in middle of orchard brewing a charm in her cauldron augur stalks in grinning frightfully swinging his bludgeon in triumph 
Ah, old witch, it is done at last. I have broken the king's stronghold. I have stolen away his children twain from the clutch of their guardsmen bold. I have dragged them here to my castle tower. Prince Hero is strong and fair, but he and his sister shall rule my power when once up yon winding stair. Now why didst thou plot such a wicked thing? The children no harm have done. But I have a grudge against their father, the king, a grudge that is old as the sun. And harky, old hag, I must have thy aid before the new moon be risen. Now brew me a charm in thy cauldron black that shall keep them fast in their prison. I'll brew thee no charm, thou ogre dread. Knowest thou not full well the princess thou hast stolen away is guarded by fairy spell? Her godmother over her cradle bent. O Princess Winsome, she said, I give thee this gift thou shalt deftly spin as thou wishest love's golden thread. So I dare not brew thee a spell against her. My cauldron would grow a cold, and never again would bubble up if touched by her thread of gold. Then give me a charm to bind the prince. Thou canst do that much at least. I'll give thee more gold than hands can hold if thou change him into some beast. I have need of gold, so on the fire I'll pile my faggots higher and higher, and in the bubbling water stir this hank of hair, this patch of fur, this feather, this flapping fin, this claw, this bone, this dried snake-skin, bubble and boil and snake-skin coil, this charm shall all plans but the ogre's foil. As which stirs and sings, the ogre, stalking to the side, calls. Oh, frog-eye fearsome, let the sport begin. Hence to the tower, drag the captives in. Frog-eye fearsome drags Prince Hero and Princess Winsome across the stage and into the door leading up the tower stair. They are bound by ropes. Prince tries to reach his sword. Princess shrieks. Oh, save us, good wise witch! In pity save us, pray! The king, our royal father, thy goodness will repay! Pulls back, wringing hands. Oh, I cannot, cannot mount the tower! Oh, save us from the bloody ogre's power! They are dragged into the tower, door bangs, and ogre locks it with key a yard long. Goes back to witch, who hands him vial filled from cauldron with black mixture. Pour drop by drop upon the prince hero's tongue. First he will bark, his hands and feet will turn to paws, and he will seem a dog. Seven drops will make the change complete. The poison has no antidote save one. And he a prince again can never be, unless seven silver plums he eats, plucked from my golden apple tree. Revenge is sweet, and soon twill be complete. Then to my den I'll haste for gold to delve, I'll bring it at the black, bleak hour of twelve. And I upon my broomstick now must fly to woodland tryst. Come, horned owl and venom toad, now play the spy. Let no one through my orchard prowl. 
exit witch and ogre to dirge music scene two enter king and queen weeping they pace up and down wringing hands and showing great signs of grief godmother enters from opposite side king speaks good dame godmother of our daughter dear perhaps thou'st heard our tale of woe our children twain are stolen away by augur grim mine ancient foe all up and down the land we've sought for help to break into his tower and now are searching all for naught we've come to beg the witch's power godmother springs forward finger to lip and anxiously waves them away from orchard nay nay your majesty go not within that orchard now i pray the witch and ogre are in league they've wrought you fearful harm this day she brewed a draught to change the prince into a dog oh woe is me i passed the tower and heard him bark alack that i must tell it thee queen shrieks and falls back in the king's arms <coughs> then recovering falls to wailing my noble son a dog a beast it cannot must not shall not be i'll brave the ogre in his den and plead upon my bended knee thou couldst not touch his heart of stone he'd keep thee captive in his lair the princess winsome can alone remove the cause of thy despair and i unto the tower will climb and ere is gone the sun sets red shall bid her spin a counter charm a skein of love's own golden thread take heart o mother queen be brave take heart o gracious king i pray well can she spin love's golden thread and love can always find a way exit godmother she's gone good dame but what if she has made mistake and thread of gold is not enough to draw our son from out the ogre's cruel hold canst think of naught your majesty of nothing else must we stand here and powerless lift no hand to speed the rescue of our children dear king clasps hand to his head in thought then starts forward i have it now this hour i'll send swift heralds through my wide domains to say the knight who rescues them shall wed the princess for his pains quick let us fly I hear the sound of feet as if some horseman were approaching nigher. Twould not be seemly should he meet our royal selves so near the witch's fire. They start to run, but are met by knight on horseback in centre of stage. He dismounts and drops to one knee. Tis feel the faithful, rise, sir knight, and tell us what thou dost here. Oh, sire! I know your children's plight. I go to ease your royal fear. Now if thou bringst them back to us, a thousand blessings on thy head. 
i half my kingdom shall be thine the princess winsome thou shalt wed but tell us how dost thou think to cope with the ogre so dread and grim what is the charm that bids thee hope thou canst rout and vanquish him my faithful heart is my only charm but my good broadsword is keen and love for the princess nerves my arm with the strength of ten i ween come weal come woe no knight can fail who goes at love's behest long ere one moon shall wax and wane i shall be back for my quest i have only to find the south wind's flute in the land of summer it lies it can awaken the echoes mute with answering replies and it can summon the fairy folk who never has said me nay they'll come to my aid at the flute's clear call love always can find a way go feel the faithful it is well successful mayst thou be and all the way that thou dost ride our blessings follow thee curtain act two scene room in augur's tower princess winsome kneeling with arm around dog's neck art thou my brother can it be that thou hast taken such shape oh turn those sad eyes not on me there must be some escape and yet our parents think us dead no doubt they weep this very hour for no one ever has escaped ere this the ogre's power oh cruel fate we can but die each moment seems a week is there no hope oh hero dear if thou couldst only speak but no within this tower room we're captive and despair must settle on us tis the doom of all dragged up yon winding stair drops her head and weeps enter godmother who waves wand and throwing back curtain displays a spinning wheel <laughs> rise princess winsome dry your weeping eyes the way of escape within your own hand lies waste no time in sorrow spin and sing instead spin for thy brother's sake a skein of golden thread question not the future mourn not the past but keep thy wheel a-turning spinning well and fast all the world helps gladly those who help themselves and the thread thou spinnest shall be woven by elves all good things shall speed thee thy knight the faithful feel is to thy rescue riding up to thy spinning wheel disappears behind curtain all good things shall speed me sir knight the faithful feel is to my rescue riding in joyful surprise turn turn my spinning wheel she sings my godmother bids me spin that my heart may not be sad spin and sing for my brother's sake and the spinning makes me glad spin sing with humming the charm i'll break prince hero shall be found 
with uplifted hand what's that at my casement tapping some messenger may be pause good wheel in thy turning will i look out and see opens casement and leans out as if welcoming a carrier dove which may be concealed in basket outside window little white dove from my faithful knight dost thou bring a message to me little white dove with the white white breast what may that message be Finds note tied to wing. Here is his letter. Ah, well a day. I'll open it now and read. Little carrier dove with fluttering heart, I'm a happy maiden indeed. She reads. O princess fair in the ogre's tower, in the far-off summer land, I seek the south wind's silver flute to summon a fairy band. Now send me a token by the dove that thou hast read my note, Send me the little heart of gold from the chain about thy throat, and I shall bind it upon my shield, my talisman there to stay, and then all foes to me must yield, for love will find the way. Here is set the hand and seal of thy own true knight, the faithful feel. Princess takes locket from throat and winds chain around dove's neck. Princess sings. Now flutter and fly, Flutter and fly, bear him my heart of gold. Bid him be brave, little carrier dove. Bid him be brave and bold. Tell him that I and my spinning wheel will sing while it turns and hums. And think all day of his love so leal until with the flute he comes. Now and fly now flutter and fly sets dove at liberty turning to wheel again repeats song my godmother bids me spin that my heart may not be sad spin and sing for my the spinning makes me glad sing spin with hum and whir the wheel goes round and round for my brother's sake the charm i'll pick prince hero shall be found spin sing the golden thread gleams in the sunlight's ray the First messenger appears at window, dressed as a morning glory. Fair princess, this morning when the early dawn was flushing all the sky, beside the trellis where I bloomed, a knight rode slowly by. He stopped and plucked me from my stem, and said, Sweet morning glory, be thou my messenger to-day, and carry back my story. Go bid the princess in the tower forget all thought of sorrow. Her true knight will return to her, with joy, on some glad morrow. Disappears.
Spin, spin, the golden thread holds no thought of sorrow. My true knight, he shall come to me with joy on some glad morrow. Second flower messenger, dressed as pansy, appears at window. Gracious princess, I come from Field the Faithful. He plucked me from my bower and said, Speed to the princess and say, like this sweet flower the thoughts within my bosom bloom ever love of thee oh read the pansy's message and give a thought to me pansy disappears spin spin oh golden thread and turn oh humming wheel this pansy is his thought of me my true knight brave and leal third flower messenger a pink rose thy true knight battled for thee to-day on a fierce and bloody field but he won at last in the hot affray by the heart of gold on his shield he saw me blushing beside a wall my petals pink in the sun with pleasure because such a valiant knight the hard-fought battle had won and he kissed me once on my soft pink cheek, And once in my heart of gold, And bade me hasten to thee and speak. Pray take the message I hold. Princess goes to the window, Takes a pink rose from the messenger. As she walks back, kisses it and fastens it on her dress, Then turns to wheel again. Fourth messenger, a forget-me-not. Fair princess, down by the brook, when the sun was low, a brave knight paused to slake his thirst in the water's silver flow, as he journeyed far for thy sake. He saw me bending above the stream, and he said, O oh, happy spot, ye show me the princess Winsome's eyes in each blue forget-me-not. He bade me bring you my name to hide in your heart of hearts forever, and say, as long as its blooms are blue, no power true hearts can sever. Spin, spin, oh golden thread, oh wheel, my happy lot, it is to hide within my heart that name forget me. Fifth messenger, a poppy. Dear Princess Winsome, within the shade of a forest glade, he laid him down to sleep, and I, the poppy, kept faithful guard, that it might be sweet and deep. But oft in his dreams he stirred and spoke, and the name was on his tongue, and I learned his secret ere he woke, when the fair new day was young. And this is what he whispering said, as he journeyed on his way, Bear her my dreams in your careless red, for a dream of her night and day. Spin, spin, oh golden thread, he dreams of me night and day. 
The poppy's chalice is sweet and red, for love will find a way. Six Messenger, a daisy. O princess fair, for on the edge of the summer land I stood with my face to the sun, and the brave knight counted with strong hand my petals one by one and he said o oh, daisy white and gold the princess must count them too by thy petals shall she be told if my long far quest is through whether or not her knight has found the south wind's flute that he sought so over the hills from the summer land your true knight's token i've brought gives princess a large artificial daisy she counts petals slowly dropping them one by one far on the edge of the summer land o oh daisy white and gold my true love held you in his hand what was the word he told he's found it found it not found it found it not that magic flute of the south wind sweet will he blow it over the lea will the fairy folk its call repeat and hasten to rescue me he's found it found it not found it found it not found it found it not he's found it turning to the dog come hero hear me brother mine thy gladness must indeed be mute but oh the joy we're saved we're saved my knight has found the silver flute sings spin wheel reel out thy golden thread my happy heart sings loud and gay hero shall scape the Act three scene in front of witch's orchard knight comes riding by blows flute softly under the tower window princess leans out and waves her hand knight dismounts and little page takes horse leading it off stage listen as low on the south wind's flute i call the elves to our tryst down rainbow bubbles they softly float light-winged as stars in the mist he blows on flute and from every direction the fairies come floating in their gauzy wings spangled and each one carrying a toy balloon attached to a string they trip back and forth their balloons bobbing up and down like rainbow bubbles singing we come we come at thy Come to 
Titania, coming forward, waves her star-tipped wand and looks up toward Princess at the window. Princess Winsome, when thy good godmother bade thee spin love's thread, it was with this promise these the words she said. All the world helps gladly those who help themselves. The thread thou spinnest bravely shall be woven by elves. And now, O oh Princess Winsome, how much hast thou spun as thy wheel a-whirling turned from sun to sun? This, O oh Queen Titania, holding up a mammoth ball, to the humming wheel's refrain I sang and spun the measure of one great golden skein, and winding, 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 at last I wound it all, until the thread all golden made a mammoth wonder-ball. Here below thy casement thy true knight waiting stands. Drop the ball thou holdest into his faithful hands. Princess drops the ball, knight catches it, and as Titania waves her wand, he starts along the line of fairies. They each take hold as the witch and augur come darting in, she brandishing her broomstick, he his bludgeon. They come through gate of the orchard in the background. As the ball unwinds, the fairies march around them, tangling them in the yards and yards of narrow yellow ribbon, singing as they go. We come, we come at thy call, on rainbow bubbles we float, we fairies one and all, have answered the wisdom toot, to the aid of the gallant knight, to the help of the princess fair, to the rescue of stand bound and helpless tangled in golden cord they glower around with frightful grimaces king and queen enter unnoticed from side knight draws his sword and brandishing it before augur cries out fiercely the key the key that opens yonder tower now give it me or by my troth your head shall from your shoulders fly to stab you through i'm nothing loath Augur gives knight the key. He rushes to the door, unlocks it, and princess and dog burst out. Queen rushes forward and embraces her, then the king. And knight kneels and kisses her hand. Princess turns to Titania. 
Oh, happy day that sets me free from yon dread ogre's prison. Oh, happy world, since tis for me such rescuers have risen. But see, your majesty, the plight of hero, he the prince, my brother. Wilt thou his wrong not set aright? Another favor grant, one other. Titania waves one toward night, who springs at which with drawn sword. The spell, the spell that breaks the power, that holds Prince Hero in its thrall. Now, give it me, or in this hour, thy head shall from its shoulders fall. Pluck with your thumbs seven silver plums. Speaking in high cracked voice. From my golden apple tree, these the dog must eat. The change will be complete, and a prince once more the dog will be. Princess starts back into orchard, followed by dog, who crouches behind hedge, and is seen no more. She picks plums and stooping gives them to him, under cover of the hedge. The real Prince Hero leaps up from the place where he has been lying, waiting, and hand in hand they run back to the centre of the stage, where the prince receives the embraces of king and queen. Prince then turns to night. Hail, field faithful! My gratitude I cannot tell that thou at last hath freed me from the witch's fearful spell. But wheresoever thou goest, thou faithful knight and true, the favours of my kingdom shall all be showered on you. Turns to Titania. Hail, starry-winged Titania, and ye fairies, rainbow-hued! I have not words sufficient to tell my gratitude, but if the loyal service of a mortal ye should need, Prince Hero lives to serve you, no matter what the deed. Characters now group themselves in tableau, Queen and Prince on one side, Godmother and Titania on the other, King in centre, with Princess on one hand, Knight on other. He places her hand in the Knight's, who kneels to receive it. Augur and witch, still making horrible faces, are slightly in background, bound. Fairies form an outer semicircle. And now, brave knight, requited stand. Here is the princess Winsome's hand. Tomorrow thou shalt wedded be, and half my kingdom is for thee. Love's golden coin has found the strongest is now set right and love has found the way curtain as betty finished reading there was a babel of voices and a clapping of hands that made her face grow redder and redder 
they were all trying to congratulate her at once and she was so confused that she wished she could run away and hide but the applause was very sweet to shy little betty she felt that she had done her best and that not only her godmother was proud of her but keith and keith's beautiful mother who bent from her queenly height to kiss betty's flushed cheek and whisper a word of praise that made her glow for weeks afterward whenever she thought of it and he kissed me once on my soft pink cheek and once in my heart of gold hummed keith say betty that's mighty pretty how did you ever think of it before she could answer one of the maids came out with a tray of sherbet and cake and the boys sprang up to help serve the girls i know some of my part already said kitty stirring her sherbet suggestively and repeating in a sepulchral tone i'll stir this hank of hair this patch of fur this feather and this flapping fin this claw this bone this dried snake skin oh kitty for mercy's sake hush said allison you make my blood run cold but i must if we've only a week to get ready it i expect to say it day and night it's better to do that than to take more than a week and give up the camping party isn't it it's going to be a howling success prophesied malcolm when mamma and auntie and aunt mary go into a scheme the way they are doing now costumes and drills and all sorts of impossible things don't count at all we'll be ready in plenty of time especially said the little colonel with dignity when mother and papa jack are going to do so much my path is longer than anybody's next morning at the depot the post office and the blacksmith shop a sign was displayed which everybody stopped to read similar announcements nailed on various trees throughout the valley caused many an old farmer to pull up his team and adjust his spectacles for a closer view of this novel poster they were all miss allison's work each one bore at the top a crayon sketch of a huge saint bernard with a red cross on its collar and shoulder bags underneath was a notice to the effect that an entertainment would be given the following friday night in the college hall a short concert followed by a play called the princess winsome's rescue in which hero the red cross dog recently brought from switzerland would take a prominent part the proceeds were to be given to the cause of the red cross that announcement alone would have drawn a large crowd but added to that was the fact that twenty families in the valley had each contributed a child to the fairy chorus or the group of flower messengers and were thus personally interested in the success of the entertainment there was scarcely standing room when the doors were opened friday evening papa jack felt well repaid for his part in the hurried preparations when after the musical part of the programme he heard the buzz of admiration that went around the room as the curtain rose on the first scene of the play it was the dimly lighted witch's orchard 
across the stage five feet back from the footlights ran a snaky looking fence with high spiked posts it had taken him all morning to build it even with alex and walker's help above this peered a thicket of small trees and underbrush bearing a marvellous crop of gold and silver apples and plums real gold and silver fruit it looked to be in the dim light and not the discarded ornaments of a score of old christmas trees a stuffed owl kept guard on one high gate-post and a huge black velvet cat on the other in the centre of the stage showing plainly through the open double gates the witch's cauldron hang on a tripod over a fire of faggots here kitty dressed like an old hag leaned on her blackened broomstick stirring the brew and muttering to herself at one side of the stage could be seen the door leading into the ogre's tower and above it a tiny casement window mrs walton gave a nod of satisfaction over her work when the ogre came roaring in his costume was of her making even to the bludgeon which he carried nobody could guess that it was only an old indian club painted red to hide the lumps of sealing wax i had to stick on to make the regulation knots she whispered to keith's father who sat next to her and no one would ever dream that the augur is joe clark i had hard work to persuade him to take the part but an invitation to my camping party next week proved to be an effective bait and such a time as i had to get ronald's costume i was about to ask betty to change his name when elise found that mardi gras frog at some costumers those webbed feet and hideous eyes are enough to strike terror to any one's soul it was a play in which every one was pleased with the part given him allison and rob swept up and down in their gilt crowns and ermine-trimmed robes of royal purple feeling that as king and queen they had the most important parts of all keith looked every inch the charming prince hero he personated and malcolm made such a dashing knight that there was a burst of applause every time he appeared betty made a dear old godmother and elise with crown and star-tipped wand filmy spangled wings and big red bubble of a balloon was supremely happy as queen of the fairies but it was the little colonel who won the greatest laurels in the tower room making the prettiest picture of all as she bent over the great saint bernard bewailing their fate the scenery had been changed with little delay between acts three tall screens hastily unfolded just in front of the spiked fence hid the orchard from view and a fourth screen served the double purpose of forming the side wall of the room and hiding the augur's tower the narrow space between the screens and the footlights was ample for the scene that took place there and the arrangement saved much trouble for in the last act the screens had only to be carried away to leave the stage with its original setting lloyd never looked so pretty before in her life said mr sherman to his wife as they watched the princess winsome tread back and forth beside the spinning wheel 
the golden cord held lightly in her white fingers but she was even prettier in the next scene when with the dove in her hands she stood at the window twining the slender gold chain about its neck and singing in a high sweet voice clear as a crystal bell flutter and fly flutter and fly bear him my heart of gold bid him be brave little carrier dove bid him be brave and bold twice many hands called her back and many eyes looked admiringly as she sang the song again holding the dove to her breast and smoothing its white feathers as she repeated the words tell him that i at my spinning wheel will sing while he turns and hums and think all day of his love so leal until with the flute he comes jack said someone in a low tone to mr sherman as the applause died away for the third time jack when the princess winsome is a little older you'll be wise to call in the ogre's help you'll have more than one kentucky knight trying to carry her away if you don't mr sherman made some laughing reply but turned away so absorbed by a thought that his friend's words had suggested that he lost all of the flower messenger's speeches that some knight might want to carry off his little princess winsome was a thought that had never occurred to him except as some remote possibility far in the future but looking at her as she stood in her long court train he realized that in a few more months she would be in her teens and then time goes so fast he sighed thinking with a heavy sinking of the heart that it might be only a few years until she would be counting the daisy petals in earnest the curtain hitched just at the last so that it would not go down so with a rainbow bubbles bright the fairies ran off the stage toward various points in the audience for the coveted admiration and praise which they knew was their due wasn't hero fine didn't he do his part beautifully cried lloyd as her father with one long step raised himself up to a place beside her on the stage where the children were holding an informal reception show him the money-box cried keith pressing down through the crowds from the outer door whither he had gone after the entrance receipts just look old fellow there's dollars and dollars in there see what you've done for the red cross if it hadn't been for you betty never would have written the play and if it hadn't been for betty's writing the play you never would have sent me this heart of gold said malcolm in an aside to lloyd as he unfastened her locket and chain from his shield am i to keep it always fair princess no indeed she answered laughingly holding out her hand to take it papa jack gave me that and i wouldn't give it up to any knight under the sun that's right little daughter whispered her father i'm not in such a hurry to give up my princess winsome as the old king was come dear help me find betty i want to tell her what a grand success it was 
Lloyd slipped a hand in her father's and led him toward a wing whither the shy little godmother had fled, without a glance in Malcolm's direction. But afterward, when she came out of the dressing-room, wrapped in her long party-cloak, she saw him standing by the door. "'Good-night,' he said, waving his plumbed helmet. Then, with a mischievous smile, he sang in an undertone. Go bid the princess in the tower forget all thought of sorrow. Her true knight will return to her with joy on some glad morrow. End of chapter 13 Read by Lars Rolander